You should remix it. <laughs> you should do a 12 minute version. <laughs> I could do that, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Welcome back to your uh, favourite uh, part time. <laughs> whatever we are. Job. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we work for, surely. <laughs> anyway, this is a, a much anticipated podcast for several listeners uh, because this time around we are dealing with the new eagerly awaited album from Arcade Fire, Reflector. Lady Gaga's uh, not quite as eagerly awaited, but still, it's a, it's a big release. It's a big release. Art pop. Uh, a new young artist called uh, Lordy, not to be confused with the uh, winners of Eurovision a couple of years back. <laughs> uh, um, that may or may not be a good thing. Listen, listen later on. Uh, and her debut album that uh, has been received well by the critics. Uh, a album by another new country artist, told this to us, called Brandy Clark. Uh, Midlake new album called uh, Antiphon. Uh, we reviewed their last album a couple of years back. And uh, the latest album from Motorhead. So finishing off with a bit of rock. <laughs> However, as I said, probably the most uh, anticipated album of the year uh, before Bowie nicked out his <laughs> album at the start of the year. Start of the year, much too much surprise. <laughs> Although, obviously, he doesn't want to crop up on this one. Uh, almost certainly the Arcade Fire al- album, and I'm sure there was plenty of uh, critics who were getting ready to pen their best-of lists that were holding off until this, until this record came out to decide, would it be atop their list or <laughs> elsewhere? Elsewhere? Top? <laughs> no, it's definitely still in their list. Because <laughs> <laughs> I suspect one or two of them have already filed copy for Christmas <laughs> before this album came out. Nah, I kid. Um, <clears throat> Arcade Riot Reflector. Well... A bit long, isn't it? Um, and other such phrases come to mind. It's uh, it's it's an interesting album. I've had to listen to this about four or five times, and it's an album I desperately want to like. Yeah. And and I'm sure reading between the lines of a lot of pieces and critiques of it recently, um, I'm not alone in that in that feeling of of a, of a desperate willingness to to really want to like this album, and and. Do you know what? Somewhere in there, there's a classic Arcade Fire album. They have done what we so often mock other mart- artists, artists, or even artists, for not doing, and that is actually doing something completely different or out of kilter yeah. with with their natural trage- trajectory. Yeah, for one. And with their kind of phrase, regular, and, the, and with their identifiable sound. Yeah, yeah. And their identifiable sound is in there. Um, if you know tracks like like Joan of Arc and uh, Oh Reginald, <laughs> um, and you know one or two, here comes the night time, and and you know so, somewhere around the middle of the album, <laughs> here comes night time, first time round, second yes. time round, first time round, yeah. um, you know it's it's definitely an RK Fire album, and then on top of that, you get I mean Reflector itself, I quite like, great track, I quite like Reflector, um, and um, and Flashbulb Eyes as well. Mm, yeah, yeah no yeah, okay yeah, not right. so much not so much maybe that's just a me thing um you know there are some you know there are some tracks on there where they go for the yeah um which is you know it's good it's good stuff it's a bit funky yeah and yet somehow this album misses the mark yeah i, I go with it I, I don't i don't think it hangs together very well no 
for all its experimentalism, which is yeah. which is which is good. Uh, as I said, I applaud any band for actually doing that and not just churning out the same old stuff time and time again. Yeah. As you say, there are moments when the album does sound like your typical Arcade Fire album. And it, get, uh, it, it start. It does start off pretty good. I like you know. I just say reflector and uh, we exist. You can feel the uh, influence of James Murphy behind the production desk yeah. almost immediately. Uh, and I, I thought, oh, okay, maybe, maybe. And I think it goes on. They say that they're like really. Here comes some, here comes the night time. Is good. Normal persons all right. I say Joan of Arc's really 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 fun. Yeah. And again, that's partly because it starts off with kind of a great kind of punk rock version first chorus mm. and then becomes the glitter band yeah a pure kind of 70s kind of you know it's a great kind of yeah yeah yeah. what's kind of weird actually because Bowie's considering that Bowie's on the album very briefly it does kind of feel like they were trying to make a David Bowie album a kind of you know a kind of 70s Bowie going to Berlin trying to do something different going off on one kind of thing uh, and as you say, it's not that it's a bad record, but I think it just, as it goes on as well, I think it gets, for want of a better word, a bit kind of dull. A bit dull. Actually. Part two, disc two. Yeah, disc bit, two. Bit dull. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would perhaps take, maybe it's never over Hey Orpheus. Actually, I might swap that with one of the tracks that's on disc one. Okay. And and just keep disc one, and I'd be reasonably content. Yeah. But. Yeah. Since it's not just this one, it's yeah. the whole whole thing. I'm like you. I, I kind of find it's actually really hard to hard album to love. Yes, despite trying. Yes, so it's 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 not bad, but it's no. just it's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know it's. Uh, it, it, I felt, and I was hopeful at the very start because, as you know, I'm I'm quite a fan of the second album. <laughs> Controversial, <laughs> and. Um, I felt that this could have been a continuation. I almost wish that they'd actually just stuck with the whole disco thing all the way through. All right, this is RK Fire. This is our disco album. We are the Reflectors. Um, fuck you. We'll have yeah. the Suburbs Part 3 out next year. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish they'd done that. So, speaking of disco, <laughs> we move on to, uh, I think, is it the fourth Lady Gaga album? I've lost track. I think, I think I stopped at listening. The, at least the third or fourth. I think we reviewed <laughs> the, the last first one. I think we reviewed the last one actually. Did we? Yeah. Did we? I think we did. Oh, I don't. I don't remember yeah. that. Anyway, I, I see I, it back from the memory. Yeah. I will start with a quote from Lady Gaga. Here we go. For art pop, I, in the most metaphorical explanation, stood in front of a mirror and took off the wig and took off the makeup, and I unzipped the outfit and put a black cap on my head and covered my body in a black cat suit. I looked in the mirror and I said, "Okay, now you need to show them you can be brilliant without that." And that's what art pop is about. Mm. No, it's not. <laughs> Let's be honest; it's not about that at all. Back your slogans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's, I mean, it's all this. I got, if you think the if you, if you think the arcade fire albums all over the place, it's got nothing for being all over the place on, on, on this. This is just oh my god, stylistically and musically all over the shop. And uh, it's, she seems to be, the kind of more she kind of goes on, more self-obsessed she gets, the more she can, and drags in outside influences, mm. I think the worse her records have seemingly become. So it's, again, it's let's redo Madonna, G-U-I, mm. do you want Prince, Sex Dreams, 
cashing in on ubiquitous kind of R&B dance tropes. Uh, it's like some pointless rap, jewel and drugs featuring T.I., Too Short and Twister, apparently. Uh, some token rock Scott pop. His rap. Yeah, some token rock pop in Manicure, <laughs> which is kind of like... I, I thought we listening to Avril Lavigne at that point. <laughs> and then also, if that wasn't bad enough, the unforgivable crime <laughs> of having R. Kelly on your record. Oh, the, guy, the guy's got a living. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... just <laughs> And and it's it's a, it's a real and it's a real shame because there are moments on this album that do remind you how good she can be. Yeah. The first single off the album, which bizarrely is the final track on the album, yeah. "Applause," I think is a brilliant song. Yeah. Looked at when it came out. Still think it's by head head and shoulders the it's, best it's, best it's, thing it, on, the, on the album. Yeah, it's awesome. It's up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that's that's well, you can say that in the same you know mouthful if you like as poker face, paparazzi, and mm. bad romance and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then elsewhere, it's just. Oh. I mean, some of it's some of it's fine. I mean, I mean, GUI, Sex Dreams, and Swine are all okay in their own kind of way, but they're still not on even vaguely on the same level. Hmm. Uh, I had a really odd bit on Venus, which I think is the new single, right? Uh, which I think's got a really great chorus. Yeah. Although I think the rest of it's a bit crap. But it oddly reminded me of a Scorpions song chorus. <laughs> I, I, annoyingly, I can't quite place which one, but it's really weird because I keep hearing the Scorpions vocalist Klaus Mine sing, singing the chorus every time I hear every time I hear the song, which is rather disconcerting. Okay. But yeah, so it's applause, brilliant. Rest of the album, yeah. I, I I shall leap into the defence of pop music because I always do. Um, art pop art, <laughs> art pop. pop. Um, it's. Yeah, again, like, of course, completely not like the Arcade Fire album, but like the Arcade Fire <laughs> album, I, f- I feel that, you know, it, with a little bit of trimming here and there, um, it, 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 you could, it's a half decent pop album. I think you said a little bit of trimming here and there. Stop that, stop that. Um, <laughs> now, now, I'm blushing. Um, you know, it could, it could, um, it, there is a good pop album there. It's definitely, definitely an adult pop album, isn't it? It's not, it's not one for the kids. Or maybe it is. Um, yeah. I, I, I quite like, I mean, actually, in defence of the first few tracks, um, she's at her most in those first sort of few tracks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and I think she plays to her strengths when she is Lady Gaga. So, okay. I can't... Hypocritically, as it may sound, compared to the review of the previous album, I like it when Lady Gaga does the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the same thing. Because it does go a bit... A bit utterly random about a third of the way through, and when we we sort of hit the section with with jewels and drugs and the um, the following couple of tracks, and I kept the one with R. Kelly. Yeah, you know, it's about three or four tracks where you think you think oh, I'm not quite sure what what this is now. It's just sort of a random collection of stuff that will be played on the radio, and then around somewhere around Swine or Donatella, it sort of switches back to being pop music again. Yeah, and and I think from that point onwards, until perhaps we lose it again just before the end, um, it's actually all right. Mm. Uh, you know, for, you know, for what it is, <laughs> it's it's it's, 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 a, it's a half decent album. So to, in defence of Lady Gaga, um, I think there's a there's a good album in there if you like Lady Gaga. I think there's a good EP in there. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But what what will probably depress the hell out of us is that the, the Art Pop Volume Two will no doubt be in the shops by Christmas. Good, either this year or next. Yeah, and um, there'll be another another version of it with your EP, probably with better. Do you remember they did that with the Fame? She did that yeah. with the Fame the first, and Bad Romance was actually on the second version of that. Yes, one. That was, was classic. So you know, we'll see. 
So, <laughs> sticking with you and and uh, <laughs> going going to Lordy. <laughs> sticking with me. Yeah. Um, pure heroine. Yeah. Uh, as I said at the start, not to be confused with the Eurovision winners, uh, but it is in fact seventeen-year-old right. New, uh, New Zealander right. uh, called Ella Maria Lani Yelich O'Connor to give her a full title. Right. Uh, who, as I said, has become a bit of a critic starling over the last uh, six months or so, uh, and her debut single. Uh, Royals uh, did well over here and reached the number one spot in the US, making her the first New Zealand solo artist ever to have a uh, number one in the US charts. Brilliant. Uh, so, does, can she match the hype, is the question. Well, Lord, Lord, Lord. Um, uh, yeah, do you know what? This is, it takes a couple of listens, but this is actually quite a nice, nice album. Um, it sort of does. It's kind of the antipathy to the to the Lady Gaga album. It's it's adult pop, sung sung by someone that's clearly a teenager. Yeah. Um, when you listen to the lyrics, they are classic teenage girl pop lyrics, set to um, to a, a, a soundtrack, uh, a soundscape that's much more adult. Yeah. In terms of in terms of the musical style. Um, so it makes for quite an, an interesting listen, and it's got for a lot of American influences. And inadvertently, I think, and probably well, not inadvertently, because the UK music takes a lot from the same American influences. A lot of sort of UK urban beats in there as well. Well, it reminded me musically, musically in places of Massive Attack, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, um, it does. Um, but I was thinking perhaps of uh, one or two more recent acts that we've we've we've. Um, that we've come across um, the sort of coming out of the, the UK and particularly London scene um, you know tracks like Royals for example um, it's, it's got that very sort of UK garagey sort of beat yeah. behind it um, and I also thought of um, although not strictly in this sense but I also thought of um, Marina and the Diamonds mm, yeah. our old friend Marina um, so it's, that sort of style is there as well so if you like her You'll like this, but this is a much softer approach. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. I think I think that's the tone of the album. <laughs> as for tracks, well, I mentioned I mentioned Royals. Um, I also quite like White Teeth Teens as well. Yeah, the commentary there on on you know that 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 growing up and um, you know all the kids being cooler or seeming more glamorous than you are. Um, I could be reading that wrong completely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you went on something big. I'm not a white white teeth teen. I tried to join but never did. Yes, exactly. So so you know, it's a kind of kind of kind of sad lyrics for someone so young. But but as I say, for most of the album, quite quite young lyrics, but with this sort of very adult um, tone across the top. A really really nice album. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I again, perhaps not as. I really like the start of the album. I think uh, Tennis Court, Forty Lux and Royals mm. are uh, a great start to the record. Um, and so Are we te- still on? Say, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe a technical itch. I should just check. It's just a listener. It was the look on Scott's face then. Look of horror. We are still recording. Oh, excellent. Good. But if that's good news or bad Lucky news for listening. <laughs> Uh, as I said the first three tracks I think are really really great uh, I think they pretty much sum up what you what you said uh, very kind of sparse kind of mm. 
production. Sparse, that's the word. Uh, and her, and her, and her vocal, which is very, very, very nice. As the album goes on, uh, I also like, I quite like white teens and team as well. It's quite mm. good. Mm-hmm. But the other stuff I felt was a bit too Lana Del Rey. For me, um, uh, and it just uh, and the, and the tracks themselves weren't weren't as, weren't as good, so they felt forced almost mm. to me. Um, so I think uh, obviously somebody with talent, mm. uh, and Definitely. hopefully she won't be ruined, <laughs> frankly, by people, you know, getting for the next few albums being a different producer on every track and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh, thankfully on this album it's just one producer, John Little, uh, mm. who co-wrote most of the album with her. Uh, I think if she sticks to her own guns yeah. and avoids, or as best she can, other influences, I think all the better, I think. Yeah, certainly. It would be interesting to see how that progresses. Yeah. So, we stick with the ladies and... <laughs> you said <laughs> And move on to a 36-year-old. Uh, who's uh, American called Brandy Clark? Uh, this is her debut album after years of trying to get a record deal in the around the kind of Nashville area. Uh, I believe she had that situation where lots of record execs were telling her they liked her stuff, but no one was willing to give her a record deal, thinking it wouldn't sell. Uh, this is despite actually her writing songs for people like Reba McIntyre, Leanne Rhymes, and others. It was only a couple of years ago where uh, Miranda Lambert had a hit with a song that she'd written with uh, Shane McAnally and uh, Casey Musgraves uh, called Mama's Broken Heart that doors started opening a bit for her. And it doesn't take long, I don't think, listening to this record to see that uh, Clark and our friend Casey Musgraves are kindred spirits when it comes to kind of style, feel, mm. humour yeah. and subject matter. Um, you know, you got songs about a woman t- talking about not being noticed by her husband because he's always hungover, and she eventually packs her bags and leaves. Another who can't get through the day and hates her job and bored of the husband sits down and smokes a joint. Mm. Uh, tales of general tales of neglect and divorce, stories about fashion being the only thing preventing capital crime, <laughs> uh, which I'll get onto in a minute, and, and prevalence of prescription drugs. And that might sound like it's quite a kind of a uh, Grim record, really, so about <laughs> life. but it's actually a surprisingly darkly comic yes. record. Yeah, um, and I think that's a particular skill she seems to share with Musgraves, and the fact that she can weave um, humour into actually believable little stories about uh, about people. And I suppose the whole thing of the album being called Twelve Stories is each song is meant to be a particular thing. As I say, at its best, I think it's. Uh, encompasses those brilliantly in the song uh, Stripes for example the one I was talking about which is uh, basically a song about a uh, woman being cheated on by her husband and her saying she's going to kill him and some great lines with I've got a pistol and I've got a bullet and a pissed off finger just aching, aching to pull it the only thing keeping me from losing, losing my head is I hate stripes and orange ain't my colour and if I squeeze that trigger tonight I'll be wearing one or the other and then my favourite line, there's no crime of passion with a crime of fashion. <laughs> and the only thing saving your life is that I don't look good in orange and I hate stripes. You know, genius. genius. And it's, it's also a really fun song as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, elsewhere on the album, 
as I said, I mentioned Get High, which is a song about someone just bored with their life and just sits there and lights up a spliff every 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 night. Really like that. Really like uh, um, songs like uh, Take a Little Pill, uh, Illegitimate Children, which is a particularly <laughs> harsh song, but still quite, quite good. And bizarrely, the opening track, which is called Pray to Jesus, uh, which is a bizarre one to find yourself uh, wandering around the streets singing. <laughs> When you're when you're a non-believer, <laughs> but it's a really really good song, uh, uh, and I have to say, yeah, um, I would have been surprised even as someone that quite likes a bit of country, if at the start of this year you'd have said that as we approach the end of it, two of my uh, mm. favourite records of the year uh, would have been quite traditional country albums, uh, Musgraves one and this, and I really like this record. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you've said. Um, I, I, I'm glad you, you mentioned her age and you might be thinking, listener, well, why is that relevant? Um, it is when you compare it to the Casey Musgraves. I don't want to do the comparison thing too much, mm. but very much um, two sides to, and again, I don't want to take anything away from either artist, but two sides to the same record almost. Mm. Um, whereas Casey is obviously a lot younger, um, but has a, quite an old uh, lyrical approach, quite a world-weary lyrical yes. approach for someone so 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 young and here we have someone who's obviously been a bit further down the life line <laughs> no, I came out wrong <laughs> someone who's older yeah. <laughs> now if I could be asked editing this thing would say much better we could, just, we could just get one crap out yeah. <laughs> no just leave that in because that's that just, just nonsense um, yeah someone who's obviously older has been through more of the experiences and um, but still had, retains that very sharp whilst world weary also great sense of humor um and uh it again some, you know some very sad moving moments in there as well um the track what'll keep me out of heaven it's sort of it, it's very very clever play on the word stranger in that track yes. without giving it away and you realize in the end that that it's it's you know it, she sees herself as a stranger in a marriage yeah, you know, and, and it sort of it sort of works on works on two levels, folks. Anything that works on the two levels, you know, I'm a simple being, um, you know. So it's 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 very very clever, um, very clever record, very very funny record, very sad record, very happy record, all at the same time. Um, Stripes, I can't add anything to you. Sort of covered it brilliantly. Um, yeah, and, and just like him again, a, a very sad song at the end. Yeah, um, but with that sort of that warmth still coming through somehow. And all songs. Three and a half minutes long. And also, yes! Yay! The album just comes in at over 40 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I very much very much like this record. I entirely agree. Who would have thought, eh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> this year. Of all years. So, we move on. Uh, I said we reviewed the last Midlake album, which was a couple of years ago, I think. And The Courage of Others, uh, which I think we both quite liked. Uh... Since then, they've seen the departure of their lead vocalist and main songwriter, Tim Smith. And as a result, Eric uh, Polito has been promoted to uh, frontman and the band are now which co-writing everything. Um, that album, I think to recall, was, was certainly on the uh, folkier side of, of was, wasn't folk, it? Folk, was, folk, folk rock. I was definitely... I was reaching to remember this, yeah. pre, the previous album. Uh, this one is less so. Mm. Although still, still yeah, hints of it. Um, so, how did you find Antiphon? Antiphon. Um, 
on the off chance my brother-in-law's listening I obviously have to say I like this record I do <laughs> like this record um, I did find my attention drifting however um, side two side two yes yeah. yep yeah, absolutely. Uh, I found that uh, I found out on the first listen actually, I nodded off, <laughs> which I don't think's happened before when we've been doing this. It's a relaxing album. It's a, rela- it's a very relaxing al- album actually. I think that actually speaks something for the ambiance of the music, <laughs> the ambient of the music even. Um, you know, it's it's got a again, it's a very individually sounding tone to to the album. a soundscape, a soundscape, a soundscape even yeah. is created, um, and it. It's a it's a very interesting album to listen to, and I think it's one that that, that rewards with repeated listenings. Um, so, in the first time you listen, you may fall asleep. The second time you listen, you may you may hear the lyrics. The third time you listen, you might all start to put it put, put it together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's 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 an original album. Um, again, back to my my previous two points. Um, but yeah, it, it just it just sort of lacked something for me that certain spark. Yeah, I would say, I, I think, whilst I think they've done a uh, really good job of coping with the uh, departure of basically somebody that was their yeah. main man, as exactly. it were, uh, and kept some of their, the, the sound that they had so it won't alienate fans of the band, uh, and have tried to expand it out, out as, as, as well. And I think that kind of works well on, I said, what would have been side one in the Yondi days so the first five tracks mm. which culminate in a, in, a, in a really interesting instrumental piece yeah uh, which kind of starts off all kind of indie and a bit mental and then um, breaks down into kind of gentle folk with flute and strings and stuff going on yeah and then heads back into kind of raging indie, indie kind of cacophony at the, at the end kind of thing you think yeah what a, that's the kind of end of album track really yeah. uh, well end side thing and after that, the rest of the tracks on 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 the record are a bit kind of like yeah, gentle, mm. fine, but not it's as not, along, yeah, but not quite as don't have, they don't have the umph of Antiphon or the, the kind Provider, of Provider even yeah, uh, and the old and the young, which has that kind of almost, almost has that kind of prog drum and be- mm. drum and bass, but not drum and bass in that kind of way, kind of kind of, kind of start, <laughs> kind of kind of beat, which is really kind of interesting. Yeah, and so yeah, uh, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Yeah, wasn't it just? Yeah, yeah. It was. Okay. <laughs> so, if you'd have fallen asleep, then <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you'd have been w- woken up by the 21st Jido album from uh, Motorhead. Uh, this one produced by Cameron <laughs> Webb. Uh, I think people will be unsurprised to hear that after 40 years. That Lemmy and Co are not really bothering themselves for trying to reinvent the wheel. No, uh, they've not taken our advice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or kind of revamped their sound. Particularly, it's immediately recognisable uh, from Lemmy's trademark growling drawl at the start. So it's what you're going to expect, really. It's a hard rocking, foot stomping, head banging record uh, that shows, if nothing else, there's no keeping a 70, 17 year old. God, <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, sixty seven year old even down, which is uh, what Lemmy is these days. And saying all that, uh, it's actually not that bad a record as far as kind of hard rock record, record, records go. It gets after a really good start, I think, with uh, first three tracks: Heartbreaker, Coup de Gras, Classic Pedal, kind of the Metal Rockers, mm. and surprisingly changes place into this lovely kind of slice of ZZ Top esque yeah. 
kind of blues rock with Lost Woman Blues, which is a really, really great track, and highlights the guitar playing of uh, the guitarist Phil Campbell, who, across the whole album, is really, really good. Uh, probably as good as I've heard him on record. Uh, whilst the rest of the album can't really match up to this kind of uh, opening threesome of tracks, as it were, uh, there are a couple of other good moments. Uh, Dust and Glass is another kind of slow, bluesy affair, which is all right. Um, Since When You Speak To Me is okay, and I really like Knife towards the end of the album as well. Yeah. Um, as uh, you could have mentioned when we were out uh, drinking re- re- recently... There which also, we never do, normally. Yes. There are also a couple of hints of Ace of Spades and Bomber <laughs> going on gone here, so End of Time, Going to Mexico, and Queen of the Damned all kind of uh, have hints towards that, but then again... Why not, really? Yeah. Um, so, actually, I've, as far as I quite enjoyed this record, uh, I hadn't listened. It had been a while since I'd listened to a new Motorhead album, and it's uh, better than a lot of uh, rock albums that I'm sure are going to come out this year, next year, and thing. Sticking to what they do best hmm. and do it quite well. Yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair review. I'd go with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, um, do you know what? While we were in the process of putting putting this podcast podcast together, um, uh, this was the one album I listened to once and thought, "Oh crikey, I can't listen to that again." <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it was okay. It was just loud. Get <laughs> old, but, <laughs> but, yeah. You seventy-year-old. <laughs> anyway, but actually, on the second listen, hey, I did get in that second listen. Um, yeah, it's, it's not. You sort of get into it, and you sort of start to again listen to the the vocals a little bit more, and pick up the melody, and pick up the melody. Then there's somewhere, and um, you know, and actually, the lyrics are quite amusing all the way through. Yes, let me just have a good turn of phrase. It does it have a so. very good turn of phrase, and intentionally or otherwise. Um, so, so combine that with with the you know proper rock music. It's 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 an enjoyable record. Yeah. Just remember to keep your powder dry, kids. Keep your powder dry. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, it's great, great stuff. Did I tell you I saw Lemmy once? No. Oh, is it, is it, is it, so we don't we usually get stories and anecdotes on the podcast. Oh, this is this that was I, the first. Well, that was a half-assed review, so I thought I'd feed in a story just to keep my powder dry. Um, yeah, no, it was round the back of the Brixton Academy several years ago. I sat sat with a mate, I'm in a pint outside a bar, and who should walk past? <laughs> Very easily identifiably him. Did he have his hat on? His, he had a his hat boots? on, he had his boots on, he had his shades on, even though it was midnight, and uh, he had a couple of cohorts with him, and they looked tough. <laughs> rock and roll. Rock, it was rock, rock and roll. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. So, that's that one done. Uh, I guess uh, we will be trying to, uh, as per last year, try and cram in a Christmas and an end of year special before the end of the year uh, look out for those when we can figure out time when we're going to do them uh, probably February yeah <laughs> we, we actually recorded them this February <laughs> the Arcade Fire album was the album of the year <laughs> hey speaking of which album of the podcast <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> yeah. was, that wasn't my album. Uh, no. um, it's got to be Brandy Clark, really. I have to agree. I, I, think, it is, I think it is. The yeah, Until next time, children. All right. Take care.
like it. You've been listening to the CTTV Music Podcast.